we are here this evening with Robin Smith for our artist interview. And we're both really super excited to have you here tonight, Robin. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to do this interview with us. I would get out of my pajamas and come talk to you any Monday. I don't ever want to get out of my pajamas. So <laughs> Monday's my pajama day. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you but so much for You're joining welcome. us this evening. So, um, yeah, so let's just kind of hop right into our interview that we okay. have here. So, um, obviously, I love to start the interviews with you telling us a little bit about your background as an artist, as a child. Uh, were you always creative as a child? What is it that art played as a role in your life when you were growing up? Hmm. I don't think I really came into art maybe 10 years ago is when it started. Um, I think I was creative, um, finding ways to entertain myself because I had two older brothers and then there was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and we lived up in, in the middle of the mountains. And so I did watch, um, my dad's very artistic. He's a wonderful painter. Mm-hmm. He though can draw and my mm-hmm. brother inherited that. I did not, uh, the natural ability. So I would grow up watching him take photographs and do his little graph thing on there and enlarge them and then paint these photorealism horses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then he's also a perfectionist, and so he'd get very frustrated. Mm -hmm. And that's not an area that um, he ever invited me into. So I think it was just his escape. But I watched him, you know, get frustrated and toss canvases out the door. And I thought, well, one, I can't paint because I can't draw. Mm -hmm. And two, why? That doesn't even look fun to me, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think um, in elementary school, we attended a one-room schoolhouse. And the teacher would read to us and then give us kind of like now the adult coloring books. Okay. Um, And I enjoyed doing that. But today, those things stress me out. So I don't know. Oh, man, yeah. So now your brothers, you mentioned your brothers. Yeah. Were they also creative kids as well, or was that something that was solely your own? I think my brother Rex was creative because he inherently got the drawing from Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we, we grew up on a ranch, and so there was a lot of work, and there wasn't a lot of, you know, playtime, mm-hmm. per se. Um, so... Not really sure to answer that. Of course, that's Sorry. perfect. No, please, that's perfectly fine. That's um, it's always interesting to hear about what people's kind of story is. You know, yeah. whether they came into art as a child, where they came into it as an adult, and I'm hearing more and more often where people found this as not only an escape, but it's something that they didn't realize that they loved as a child yeah. and that they love now as an adult. So great. now, when I was homeschooling, quilting was my saving grace okay and not the machine piecing but the actual hand hand quilting part that was very therapeutic to me wow talk about perfectionism that just a little (laughs) i inherited that from dad okay (laughs) thanks dad now that's knowing you as an artist i'd like to kind of deviate into that because that's really interesting as far as knowing you that you're a quilter now which i didn't know before but knowing you as a mixed media artist and how fluid and flowing and free you are with your artwork, <laughs> it, that's two very different types of art. Very I'm much. Very interested that you were kind of into both of those. I was. I I didn't know that pro, that painting was a process. Um, I'm very process oriented, and so 
if there's a class and they're teaching you, first you do this, then you do that, I can follow that. Mm -hmm. If it's, oh, we're going to do this, oh, wait, before you start that, then we need to, you know, if it's kind of chaotic, then I, I don't follow it too well. But I always thought, you know, painting, you had to know everything mm -hmm. all at once. And so quilting was easy for me because I could just, I could sew two things together. Now, mm -hmm. could I make all the corners match? No. And so <laughs> I just decided that um, all of my quilts would be another in a series of the humble quilts of mm -hmm. whatever I would create mm -hmm. because otherwise I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, when I started painting, it was because I saw a little garden bug painted on a quilt square mm -hmm. in a quilt store. And I was like, oh, is there a class for that? And there was. And so I took it and then it was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Oh. Yeah. I so that it. kind of packed up the material to make room for the paint in the sure. kitchen, you know. But kind of conjoined them, like brought them together. Brought them together for, a, for like... a little while, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, um, of course, I know you as an artist, and I've known you for a few years. Um, can you explain to us, because there's a lot of just interest in what this term is, can you explain to us what mixed media means? Well, I suppose technically it's whenever you... you use two mediums together like if I was to do uh, a watercolor painting and then accent um, some areas with pastel or something like that I'm using two different mediums so that would be mixed media mm -hmm. but I'm not a technical person in the sense that I've not been properly trained if that's a phrase and for me it's oh you can it, it's no rules it's like the artist rebel comes out and you can use paper and threads and whatever on their snakeskin like mm -hmm. my sunflower um it, it anything goes there's like nothing you cannot do right and there's texture and I love that and the colors and the patterns and all this kind of stuff that you can do mm -hmm. mm, yeah. I love that so there's there's no constraints which there, yeah yeah absolutely none in reality too it's like we want art to be like that where there are no boundaries and yeah. there is it is pushing the walls and the rules that we've put into place well that makes it fun yeah you know because it's an outlet is supposed to be something to me that you can just let go i mean mm -hmm. some people dance some people sing you know some people run good mm -hmm. for them <laughs> i would rather sit and throw stuff on canvas and make it stick i don't know we've all got our outlet <laughs> yes <laughs> Now, I know that you're a teacher, and um, you've been teaching with us for a while, but can you tell me a little bit about your journey as a teacher, and what do you really enjoy about it? Oh, geez, my journey as a teacher. I often think back to a certain point when I was training with um, the person that taught me the most about painting on canvas, and... There, there were times I was just like, oh, I can't teach anybody. You know, I can't even talk. I can't even, I can't do this, you mm -hmm. know. And I almost quit. And I think of that often because I get so much joy out of, out of people just absolutely sure that they cannot do this, you know. And then it's like <clears throat> I'll walk you through it. It's, it's, you know, it's no big deal. And I always laugh at myself because I make so many mistakes and things don't turn out the way they're supposed to. And it's like, oh, well, now that's a whimsical painting and it's okay, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's how I get my whimsical stuff um, is my mistakes. M my favorite thing in the teaching aspect of it is watching that light catch on, watching people 
grasp onto how fun this is and how freeing it is and that yes they can do it and is it perfect no and it's not supposed to be so guess what you did it right (laughs) you know I mean it's not supposed to be I don't ever want anybody to experience what I witnessed in my dad you know just to have that frustration and and toss it out the window and the nice thing about mixed media is if it doesn't work out and you really feel that you've screwed it up cover it paint it over right. and start again or right. collage over it and it you, nobody knows you know what I mean right it's just there's no reason to not push forward right oh Robin that's a phenomenal answer <laughs> really I really like that answer um so this is a little bit more silly question for you but again as an artist I feel like we can what? silly we can't do silly <laughs> I feel like we can both sympathize or empathize with this what is one art medium you could never live without you know I've been thinking about that all day today and I think that that is not fair <laughs> because I mean as a, if, as a watercolor artist it's like oh I could never live without my paints maybe or the paper you know what makes right. it the thing and I you know, with mixed media, it's like, don't take other people's trash away from me. <laughs> I'm not going to have anything to create with. So you couldn't As live my husband out. would say. Um, I, is, is art supplies an answer? <laughs> That's one medium. That is an answer. It's a very broad answer, but it I'll take it. It is a very it. broad one. I'll okay. take it. I can't narrow it down right now. No, I think it's wonderful. Um, do you currently have a favorite color palette? I love jewel tones. Okay. And for probably a couple years now, my, as I stare at your picture on the wall, that my color crush is that kind of burnt orange mm-hmm. with the teal. Oh, it is yes. Just my favorite. Yummy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A, it is a phenomenal combination of colors. It really is. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm happy we see eye to eye on that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are a few words that you would use to describe your work to your audience? Oh, wow. Um, texture, maybe? Mm-hmm. I'm st- I think I still am trying to figure out who I am as an artist because mm-hmm. I play with a whole bunch of different things. And I actually have like a list on my wall at home that says, who am I as an artist? And I have the color, the patterns, texture, nature. These are things that I'm drawn to. So um, probably is what will come out in, and mm-hmm. I guess my artwork. Mm-hmm. So emotion, kind of. I don't even know. No. I don't even know if emotion comes out in my artwork. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's a hard one for me. Okay. Um, I think I process a lot of stuff mm-hmm. uh, when I do art, but I'm not sure that that actually portrays in my art, oh. and I'm okay if it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's just I will look at that piece, and it will remind me, of what I was thinking about then. Right. Or if I was struggling with something, what I was processing. Right. So Where you might have been at that point. Yeah. So, um, What aspects do you find to be freeing and empowering to you as an artist? <laughs> um, no rules. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I mean, just the... I love exploring and um, have been... I've gotten myself into trouble by, oh, I wonder where that road goes. And <laughs> off I go in a, on a four-wheeler and my poor parents. But um, I often, and I tell people, that my art journal is my what-if book. 
what happens if I do this? What mm-hmm. happens if I mix that with that? Well, will this process work? Do I do this first or that first? And I think my favorite thing is, is the process of creating mm-hmm. and being able to put things together. And if it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. Right. You know, and then you end up with something complete-ish. Mm-hmm. Different, maybe. Different, than, for sure. But complete. <laughs> But-ish, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful, Yeah. That's, um, I mean, I agree with you, especially in the stance of not having those borders and rules and kind of paving your own way mm-hmm. and paving your own path when it comes to this. And maybe that is the discovery or the journey into finding ourselves yeah. as an artist. The so. adventure. Mm-hmm. Now, you are a texture girl. <laughs> Have you always yes, liked texture? And can you tell us a little bit about as far as your use of it um what do you like to use you i know you use snake skin in one of your paintings which is one of the coolest things that i've ever seen <laughs> thank um, you i thought so too oh i think it's phenomenal i yeah, yeah my I husband's was... like that's disgusting and i'm just giggling as i'm making it i'm like it's flipping awesome <laughs> i think it's very very creative extremely yeah. creative it's creative all right mm-hmm. um what do i like to use for texture there's there's two aspects for me to texture and it's one is visual and I think I've always been drawn to visually stimulating things like fabric when I was quilting instead of just getting a pink fabric I wanted different textures visually textures different designs and stuff like that and it could be the pattern side of me um I like using visual texture and but my favorite thing is being able to feel the painting Mm -hmm. you know and to have the 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 texture, the rays. I love using um, what it's sewing pattern tissue paper and and molding with that, and creating shapes with that, and then painting over it because then you've got that three D mm-hmm. uh, dimension. Um, and then yeah, the visually, like the sunflower, that the visual texture right. for the center was the snake skin, right? Which was quite fun. I um, recently saw a piece of yours that was really beautiful that was kind of like a lotus mandala and you had put almost like a holochrom paint on the sides of it that were silver to do this etching um, when we, when you were at the store a few weeks ago. had a purple background, but it shifted in color when you, oh, when you okay. shifted it. It was really neat. It was So that would fall underneath the visual texture category yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, and that... I had used modeling paste through a stencil, a mandala mm-hmm. stencil, okay. and then um, spray painted it white mm-hmm. so I could use alcohol inks on top of it. Oh. And really, really cool. That mm-hmm. was fun. And they have those metallic and some of Kurt's prodding a little bit like, you should do this. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, okay. If it doesn't work, I can, yeah, I got spray paint left. Blame right? it on him. I'll blame, blame it on him. Blame Absolutely. everything on him. <laughs> Hey, you can't talk. Remember, you said you were going to be quiet. (laughs) So um, this might be a little bit more of a broad question, too. But do you have a favorite artist? And if you do, um, can you tell us why this artist happens to be your favorite? I've been thinking about that one today, too. I don't think I have any one particular. um, I think locally, I really admire Melissa Cole. Mm -hmm. I love her use of mosaics and... And I love that, like the first time I ever met her and saw her work, it was in, at the Coeur d'Alene Park. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, can I touch it? Because it had all this texture and you, I can't 
see texture and not touch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but some people don't like you t- petting their paint things, you know? <laughs> so it's just like, what? Um, and she let me touch it. And it's so like, she answered questions, but she uses pattern and texture and color, like all the things that I'm drawn to. Um, so I, I definitely like her work. Um, my favorite, I think, little people to do art with are my grandkids. I love watching their stuff. Aww. Watch them do it. And I get, uh, my daughter will send me like collage work mm-hmm. from from my two down in Houston. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Kind of seeing that, I mean, maybe something that is a connection that it doesn't matter what generation you come from. It's yeah. generationally, um, there's no separation there. Mm-mm. You're just and making a connection. And kids are so free. I yeah. mean, they are so, we're, I think we're all born artists. Mm-hmm. And then we have no issue with what we paint and what we draw. We are so proud of it until we get older and someone says, oh, that's not how you do that. Or this is how you do that yeah. type thing. And then, that, then that's where we start to get our insecurities with that. But mm-hmm. well, I think we should all be tapping back into that. Oh, I agree. That inner child is it's immensely important, I think, mm-hmm. in every aspect, but especially creativity where we're not hampered by what people think or what people believe it should look like. It right. should be something very freeing. Um, so... Do you, I mean, as far as believing, do you believe that art should be applicable or, you know, be something that's available to everybody? And how do you think we can do better? How can our culture, how can our city do better to make art attainable to everyone? Accessible as in creating it or attainable as in purchasing it? Well, I would say probably more along the lines of accessible of people being able to kind of tap into creativity or... Well, soapbox aside, it should never come out of the school system. Mm -hmm. Um, We have STEM, the science, technology, blah, blah stuff. Some cities have STEAM, where they put the A for art back in, mm-hmm. and they included that. Because everybody everybody needs somewhere to belong. Not everybody's into sports. And I get that you get the huge scholarships of sports, and that's great, and technology and all that other kind of stuff. But what about the kids that need to process life mm-hmm. in a creative way? Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, had I known I could be creative or artistic in any manner... I, I would have processed my teenage years a lot differently mm-hmm. and probably had less regrets. <laughs> yeah, that's I being an artist was definitely something that I always took immense pride in yeah. as a child. And it was something that was my own. And again, I, I had pride in it as a child. And so I agree wholeheartedly that kind of removing it out of the school systems has been an immense problem. Yeah. Um, and we do have, you know, we, we do have a lot of people in the community who are um, volunteering teaching time, like at the West Central Community Center and uh, the YMCA and stuff like that. So I know that it is out there, and I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you choose, kind of jumping back into your artwork, mm-hmm. um, do you plan your subject matters, or how do you choose them? Do you plan a project before you do it? Is that something that just kind of comes to you, that you're like, I'm going to draw this, or I'm going to paint this? <laughs> um, I think it, it, I guess, depends. Last year, the whole sunflower thing. I, mm-hmm. I went and took pictures of sunflowers. I studied sunflowers because I was going to go teach a watercolor class uh, to mom and her friends. Mm-hmm. And it was the balsam or the arrowroot. It was a sunflower. 
And so I got really into sunflowers and then, you know, I'm doing all this technical stuff with the watercolor and drawing it so it looks like a flower mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm really nervous about that kind of stuff. But, um, and then it was just like, you know what, I just need to, what if I use something to sculpt the petals instead of just watercolor paint, mm-hmm. you know? So I started playing around with modeling paste and then, um, you know, and then went to the tissue paper. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And then the snake skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want it to look like the rest of the sunflower. No. And but- what's funny is my niece got that this huge snake like a year or so ago and posted on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, ew, that's disgusting. I can't <laughs> believe you have that thing around your neck. P.S. When it molts, can I please have the skin? <laughs> and she's just like, um, first of all, ew. Ew. <laughs> And, and whatever. And then I end up getting it in the mail and I'm just laughing and I just kind of put it away, you know, put it to the side because I knew I wanted to use it for something. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what. And I got the idea from a magazine I read. And one of the questions to one of the artists was, what's the weirdest thing you've ever included in your painting? Mm-hmm. And she said, a, a molted tarantula skin. And I thought, oh, that's disgusting because <laughs> <laughs> I hate spiders. And I, but I thought, Oh my gosh, I wonder. And I immediately texted my daughter in Texas and said, Hey, could you have the kids send me some cicadas shells? Mm-hmm. You know? And she's like, First of all, ew. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as I don't have to touch them or something like that, it was just funny. She's like, What on earth do you want those for? I'm like, An art project. And I haven't used those yet, uh-huh. but they're there. Okay. And I will eventually. It's, you know, some, some projects take take a long time to come because right. you'll get to a certain spot and then it's like I don't know where I want to go with this right and then you'll set it aside and then it could be months later you see something and you're like that's exactly what I need for that right and well we happen to yeah. live in like the perfect climate here in the Pacific Northwest for finding anything on your doorstep oh, that yes. you can use <laughs> to modify your artwork yes so even like I am so looking forward to spring mm-hmm. because I'm looking forward to those baby pine trees that come up. Mm-hmm. They still have the little seedlings on the top. Last year when I was weeding my garden, I it was a forest and I got half of my little garden weeded. And I, I just thought there's got to be something that these can be used for. Yeah. And then, of course, the jelly plate. So I had to stop weeding and then go inside and, you know, start playing with the jelly plate and paint and these right. fun little designs that came up. And I was so intrigued. I love printing nature in that mm-hmm. way and using that. And so that was... That was fun. It gives me something else to look forward to in spring. Right. Now, can you tell us a little bit, how how would you consider that your art enriches your life specifically? I think it gives me, um, a, I've always been a, a deep thinker. And, um, and I know that not everybody's like that. I mean, mm-hmm. my parents weren't, my, um, my husband's not. And so when I need to process stuff, um, you know, before it was quilting and then now it's art, that it helps kind of ground me, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll listen to different programs on um, the radio or podcasts or um, Christian radio because that really helps ground me mm-hmm. if I'm processing certain things. And um, it's just very therapeutic for me. Sure. Yeah, of course. 
Can you, um, if you would like to, could you share a specific moment in your life where your art has been an anchor or has been something that um, you feel has really been not necessarily even just a comfort, but something that you're so happy and pleased that it's been there for you? I think a few years ago, I think it was, and I, I hate politics, but I think it was during that time when we were approaching the election and all this stuff was happening. And I just, um, I'm a veteran, so I'm patriotic and, you know, I believe in our country. And I had done a piece that uh, I used scrapbook paper and it was the American flag. And first I put clocks down, like Mm -hmm. the clock uh, scrapbook paper, because we don't know how much longer, you know, um, we're going to have the nation that I always knew growing up. Um, then the flag, and then I had I had gone to an estate sale, and they had um, some old sheet music, and America the Beautiful was on there, and it was, I didn't have to stain it or anything. It was just this gorgeous, you know, vintage color. Mm-hmm. So that went on there, and then I had made um, a lady, and she was, like, dressing like the Constitution and stuff like that. Anyways, very symbolic, mm-hmm. and I love using symbolism, in artwork that way for me I think that again depending on what what it is I'm doing or processing through Mm -hmm. um using stuff from that like when I lost my grandma using stuff from that person or whatever to incorporate that in to make Mm -hmm. it meaningful helps me process so I think it would just depend you know I could look at a variety of different ones and go oh this is what I was processing when this happened and stuff like that Right. Does that answer your question? That's wonderful. That's I mean, there's plenty of moments I think in our lives where even just sitting down and being able to create too. Mm-hmm. For me it has a um it has a purging aspect for yeah. me when I sit down. I feel very much that I am pushing out whatever is going on in my life and whatever's happening in my life. It definitely helps me just to create and know that I'm alive. Yeah. That I'm doing something. Put on some good eighties so. music and just yeah or you know maybe you know. <laughs> my go-to of course you know that's oldies but goodies anymore but you know exactly whatever. yeah i'll throw on a little depeche mode <laughs> there you go start painting so yes. i um, have to have songs that i know the words to so i can just belt it out that's how i get my my singing aspect in oh yes so you're like just vastly creative on every spectrum then mm. so, or you try to be i try to be mm-hmm. well voice is just something that that's what i did in high school i mean that's to me, that's that's that was my group. That's where I found where I belonged was in choir and mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. So wonderful. I was actually singing in a Sweet Adeline quartet when I when I started painting, oh. and then it was like, no, 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 this is what I want to be doing. Wow! And then I didn't have to dress like four other ladies, and <laughs> it was great. It <laughs> <That> is great. <laughs> I could just be me. <laughs> So, Robin, thank you so much for spending your time with us to tell you us a little about about your life. It's just wonderful to get to know you a little bit more. Um, can you tell our audience where you they can find you, where they can find your work, and where they can actually take a look at your work as an artist? Um, I do post stuff on my Facebook page. I don't. One of my goals this year is to actually have a page where I can sell stuff. Okay. And um, so right now my it's under Robin Smith Art Adventures, R-O-B-Y-N, smithartadventures.com. Um, and then Facebook is the same. 
Okay. And you um, currently still offer classes if anyone's interested in doing a mixed media class or a painting class with you. That's something that they can also get a hold of you for? Oh, yes, absolutely. You can send me, um, contact me through my website. And then also Spokane Art Supplies, my second home, I think. And Friday mornings, I do art journal adventures and getting, I, I love that group because it's so much more than just creating art mm-hmm. it's we're friends mm-hmm. you know we have we have a connection we're, we're this little community now and I love that mm-hmm. and it's growing and I love that too so that's wonderful yeah. awesome well Robin thank you so much You're and welcome. this has been a joy to share this conversation with you so thank you have a wonderful night you too